0: Welcome to Fox Den Daily, your go-to podcast for news, humor, and courtroom drama. Here's your host, Megan Fox.
1: Welcome back to the show. It's Tuesday morning, and I've got a lot on the hot plate today to talk about. If you are watching true crime, if you're a true crime fan, and you have Netflix, you've got to watch American Nightmare. We talk on my show a lot, on my live, on YouTube, my live stream, we talk about false stories that some women tell. Uh, But something we haven't really talked about is when police don't believe you when you're telling a real story and how scary that can be also. So American Nightmare is happening. It's this is this documentary on Netflix called American Nightmare about a case of a woman who said she was kidnapped and they called her in the media gone girl because no one believed her story her or her boyfriend even though there were two of them this case has so many twists and turns and it is an unbelievable tale of police incompetence and you've just got to watch it you have to see it um i'm going to play the trailer for you so you can hear a little bit of how this how this documentary goes
2: Okay. My girlfriend, me, got kidnapped last night.
3: And you didn't call last night when this occurred?
4: I was tired,
5: it Tell me what happened. I wake up. Bright light blinding
4: us. Taser goes off. And I see they're wearing wetsuits. What, did they swim in? What happens next? And I asked to hide my hands my back. Did she, like, discover something? Sound text
2: messages. Is
4: she mad? Oh, she's cheating? There's blood
2: in your house. Do you know where she is? I didn't do anything.
5: Yeah, you did.
1: Oh, my God, it's her.
5: I just got a message. She's walking over to my house.
3: Never heard of a case where the kidnappers drop their victim at the front door of their
2: house. We thought she's this innocent victim. She looks more like a suspect. Police now wondering, is Huskins a real life Girl? Something else has happened here. Maybe this is about revenge.
5: We find zip ties, toy guns, and a blow up doll.
2: Can this get any stranger? Who's really behind all of this? And I get an
5: email confessing to the crime.
2: Did we all get this
5: wrong?
1: So what I learned from watching this documentary is that if you want to get away with a crime, just make it super, super weird, and no one will believe you. No one will believe that there was a crime committed. This is a terrible story, and it really deserves to be seen because this woman's story, um, Miss Huskins, and her boyfriend deserved to be heard because they certainly weren't heard the first time they went to the police looking for help. And you can't believe what happens. I won't spoil it for you, but you've got to watch it because it's just a very well done documentary. So definitely hit that for your uh, entertainment and information later. Moving on to a very traumatic story out of Georgia. On my channel, I have extensively covered the, the kidnapping, the medical kidnapping of the Hernandez children, baby Emma. And then her sister was also taken by, by defects in Georgia, uh, based on the word of some child abuse pediatricians at the Children's Hospital of Atlanta. They claimed that the Hernandez baby had, um, was abused because she had unexplained fractures. Well, I've spoken to her parents. I interviewed them on my show. I've talked to their advocates. Uh, these parents are not abusers. Their child has an underlying condition, which has yet to be diagnosed. Well, while that's getting all settled and they're on the way back to reunification because the judge in the case found that defects had no evidence that they had done any of this. Um, there's another family that is now being targeted by the Children's Hospital of Atlanta and the same child abuse pediatrician. This is outrageous, and this kind of stuff has to stop. Now, I'm going to play a full six-and-a-half-minute video by Spike Cohen. Spike Cohen runs You Are the Power, and he is advocating for this new family in Atlanta, Brady and Carrie Timms. But I think it's important that you hear his entire video, so we're going to play that right now so you can hear what's going on with the Timms family in Atlanta.
4: This is Brady and Carrie Timms with their newborn son, Jameson. Two years ago, the Georgia state government stole Jameson from Brady and Carrie because he has a medical condition and the government doesn't want to admit it. Their family has been fractured ever since, and Brady and Carrie still face the possibility of criminal charges, despite the fact that they still haven't been indicted in two years. If you're like me, you're probably wondering how this is even possible. Well... Jameson first started having health issues at six weeks old. Brady and Carrie would rush him to his pediatrician for answers every time anything happened. The first time these loving parents sought treatment for their sick son, they went to Erlinger Baroness Hospital in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Blood work was completed there, and the Tims were told that everything was normal. They later discovered that doctors at Erlinger Baroness had lied to them, but more on that in a bit. Jameson's pediatrician recommended that they take him to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, or CHOA. It was there that Jameson was found to have three fractured ribs in various stages of healing. CHOA's child abuse physician, Dr. Verena Brown, ruled that Jameson was being abused, and then she sought a second opinion. Her opinion was reviewed by another child abuse physician, Dr. Stephen Messner, who agreed that this was a case of abuse without any due diligence or investigation, Georgia's Department of Family and Children's Services, DFACS, seized Jameson. Brady and Carrie were charged with multiple child abuse felonies based on the opinion of doctors Brown and Messner. The police made little effort to investigate themselves. They just went with what the doctor said. Now, for those who follow me, this all probably sounds a lot like what the Hernandez family has been put through. And there may be a good reason for it. Dr. Messner is the same physician who ruled that Emma Hernandez was a victim of abuse leading to her innocent family's continued suffering at the hand of prosecutors and defects. Now Brady and Carrie knew that Jameson hadn't been abused and they suspected that he had an underlying health condition. So they began researching. They found a group online called Parents Behind the Pinwheels. And it was there that they discovered that many other parents were going through the same thing. Their children had a medical condition Child abuse physicians called it abuse, and the state would seize their kids and prosecute them, even though they hadn't abused the children. Based on Jameson's symptoms and information that they got from other parents in the group, Brady and Carrie had enough to demand Jameson's medical records from authorities. Once they finally got those records, the Tims discovered that that hospital in Chattanooga had lied to them. Jameson's results were abnormal, and of course, CHOA had never shown them the x-rays of Jameson. Brady and Carey begged the juvenile court judge to let them take Jameson to a specialist at Boston Children's, one of the best hospitals in the country. Once they finally got approval and took Jameson to Boston Children's with DFACS officials present, they discovered that not only did Jameson have Ehlers Danlos syndrome, but so did Carey which medically and lawfully explains the conditions for which Jameson has presented since six weeks old, as well as the complications that Carrie had experienced during pregnancy. Let me repeat this part. A medical specialist told Brady and Carrie and DFAC's officials that Jameson had a medical condition which caused rib fractures. The very people who were in charge of deciding if Jameson had been abused had just heard from an expert that he hadn't. So, of course, like any reasonable person, Brady and Carey were certain that their criminal charges would be dropped and Jamison would be returned. They were wrong. DFAX has refused to acknowledge Jamison's diagnosis that their employees had literally just heard firsthand. Brady and Carey are still awaiting an indictment for the alleged abuse that they were arrested for two years ago. And if all that isn't bad enough, the courts have also ignored another report from a geneticist who concluded that Dr. Brown, the first child abuse physician, had missed multiple indications in her own reports that Jameson had a bone condition, which would explain the fractures. These findings, which remove all doubt that Brady and Carrie are innocent, were not even allowed to be heard in their case in juvenile court to get Jameson back. And to make all of this even worse, as a condition of their bond, Brady and Carrie are not allowed to be around any children. Brady has a son from a previous relationship and cannot see him without being supervised. Jameson and his brother haven't lived together in two years. Two years of this nightmare. And Brady and Carrie haven't even been indicted. And it's pretty obvious why. Every bit of actual evidence points to the fact that not only was Jameson not abused, but authorities knew he wasn't being abused, and they chose to seize him anyway. This family has suffered more than any innocent family should, and we're going to get them reunited. Here's how you can help. First, go to youarethepower.net slash TIMS. That's youarethepower.net slash T-I-M-M-S. On that page, you'll find a list of authorities to contact and a template of wording that you can use to email them. Right now, we're focusing on Earl Newton, who's the acting district attorney in this case, and Tony Pyle, the chief of the Calhoun Police Department. And listen, before you contact them, I know you're probably as angry as I am about this. But you also know how government officials are. They'd love to play the victim here. They'd love to claim that they've received all these angry emails and they're just doing their jobs. And why is everyone being so mean to them? They'd love nothing more than to make this about them. But it's not about them. And it's not about what we think about them. It's about Brady, Carey, and Jameson Timms. It's about reuniting them, getting these ridiculous charges dropped, and ending this nightmare for them for good. So please be respectful when you contact these officials. Stick to the facts. We've got all of them written out on that page. Ask them to do the right thing. Government officials care about what's politically expedient. So let's make it politically expedient for them to drop these charges and let Jameson come home. Again, that page is youarethepower.net slash T-I-M-M-S. And once you've done that, be sure to share this right now, far and wide, everywhere you can and tag your friends and loved ones in the comments, tag your favorite influencers, tag everyone. We want as many people as possible to help us reunite this family. With your help, we will help this family like we've helped so many others.
1: Now, I will link that uh, post in the show notes so you can actually get onto whatever social media you use and you can share that video. Spike Cohen has done amazing work in this area. He is one of the best that I have seen help in these cases. The Hernandezes are on a path to reunification and it's because of Spike Cohen and his group and because of my audience and what they did uh, when they went and they we did action streams for them like five days in a row, and we'll end up doing the same thing in this case on my live stream on YouTube. So make sure that you're subscribed over there at Megan Fox writer on YouTube, because uh, we have to stop the government from doing these terrible things to families. It's, there are enough children out there being actually abused that they need to go do their job. And their job is to find actual abuse, not to cover up their mistakes. So, This is a case that I'm going to be following very closely and I'll be doing a live stream on it soon. I'm actually going to have somebody from You Are The Power on my program on the live on YouTube to talk about this new one. But there is something really, really nefarious going on at the Children's Hospital of Atlanta. And we need to we need to keep looking at it, put a microscope on it, shine some light on it and watch the cockroaches flee. All right. Moving on to Colorado. This next story just really hit me in my uh, mother's heart, I tell you, because I'm about to send one of my children to college. And this is every parent's nightmare. And what is going on in college campuses that students are being murdered? I don't understand it. So now we've got at UCCS, University of Colorado, um, two students were found dead inside a dorm room and police have no idea who did it. Let's listen to this clip from ABC.
4: Murder mystery on a college campus and the search now for a suspect going on. Authorities investigating the shooting deaths of two people in a dorm room at the University of Colorado in Colorado Springs. ABC's Jacqueline Lee joins us now with the very latest. Jacqueline, good morning.
2: Wait, good morning. Officials say they're searching for justice, but it will take time. And students on campus say they are shocked and want answers. We are in shock as we process this tragic loss of two lives. This morning, an urgent investigation after two people were found dead inside a dorm room at the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs.
0: Engine 9, 4645 Clydeway, UCCS Alpine Village for gunshot victims.
2: Authorities rushing to the scene Friday morning only to discover the two victims, each with at least one gunshot wound. The campus immediately put on partial lockdown. A tragedy like this is unimaginable. CSPD, the UCCS, and the Colorado Springs community stand with you as we navigate what lies ahead. The gunman is still on the run as police search for answers, calling this a double homicide.
4: It's just painful because now it's like you never know
5: who's next. Like, you don't know how safe we are on campus. We will do everything we can to bring justice to those that we've lost their family and friends at the at the UCCS campus
2: and the car community. The UCCS community processing what happened filled with fear and grief. The university announcing classes will be canceled Monday for a day of healing.
1: You just don't expect to send your kid to college uh, and to have them come home in a body bag for something as you know as a parent you think car accidents terrible tragedies, accidents like that is something that could take your your child from you much more likely than a crazed gunman or a murder, you know? It's just unthinkable. It's unthinkable, and, and I can't even think about it. So let's move on because that's a terrible story. And hopefully they will find whoever did it and prosecute them. All right, moving on to the Laura Owens v. Clayton Eckert updates. Liz Neptune, who is a YouTuber who received a cease and desist from Laura just for talking about her case. I I did a a series on that on YouTube looking into how Laura Owens was able to do that. She's actually sent police after, after Liz Neptune just for making a video with her opinion about the case. Well, Liz is back on YouTube now and she has made a new video about she's basically digging into why would someone fake a pregnancy? Let's investigate. And she made a really terrific 30-minute video. I'm linking it in the show notes, and I really think you guys should go and watch it because there's some excellent points in here about the psychology behind faking a pregnancy. So Liz has made this video about faked pregnancies, and she found tons of examples, I mean, tons of them, of women who faked their pregnancies. This one was particularly crazy.
3: Namatovu Nuru Kalala and Maria Goretti Nantongo were both arrested on January 8th and January 11th, respectively, for lying to their husbands that they were pregnant and had eventually lost their babies. Nantongo had to go to the extremes of purchasing a six month old fetus at 230,000 Ugandan shillings from Shadia Nakanwagi, a nurse at MM Clinic in Malago suburb, just to deceive her husband that she was fertile but had a miscarriage. The other woman, Namatovu, on the other hand, successfully faked her pregnancy to the time of delivery, during which she claimed that she had lost her set of twins she later presented a set of dolls in a coffin for burial and almost lost her
1: life to the angry villagers who had so right she uh when the villagers figured out that she had duped them they tried they came after her with torches and pitchforks and stuff i guess so get over to liz neptune's channel and watch that video because not only does she have examples of other women who have faked pregnancies but a lot of studies that are done on people who have these disorders and how difficult it is uh, to recover from something like that. Um, So this is, it's a really interesting video. Get over there and watch that because I I really found it to be fascinating. All right. uh, As far as the Brian Smith murders in Alaska, it looks like the shaming of Jay is not covering that trial anymore. He hasn't covered it in the last uh, five days. However, I found that friend of the program mg law is covering it on his channel and they're catching up on it as of last night i just happened to uh, jump into that channel and see that they were covering it which is great because brian smith has been accused of of murdering two indigenous women in alaska and it's so heinous because the murders he recorded the murders on an on a camera that were found on an sd card these murders were recorded and the jury has been able to see that. And this man is so frightening that we're sure that he's probably murdered a whole lot more than two women. And yet the media is not paying any attention to this case. And so we have to like piece it together from streams, from court streams, and we're trying to find it to follow it. And it's damn near impossible. And it's unbelievable because this is such a salacious case and we don't know is it is the media not interested because the women were prostitutes and drug addicts is that why we don't care and no one is is covering this case you know barring an article here and there but they're not covering it live it should be a huge case this is like the ted bundy of alaska this guy i mean if they find out if they trace his steps And look into missing persons where this guy was. I bet you they're going to find a whole lot. And it's really strange that they are not taking it very seriously in the media, especially because they're always saying that missing and indigenous women never get media coverage. Well, who's to blame for that? It's the media. All right. So I want to share with you a couple of clips from that show last night on MG Laws channel. He had a panel discussion with Shizzy Wiznut and Broken Baker. Uh, let's get over to that.
0: I, I was uh, watching a, a few streams yesterday because I had a day off, and um, more and more viewers on uh, Court TV are saying you're turning into uh, to TMC of Court. Yes, you only want the high. Uh, Click, click, mm-hmm. click to rate where you can say, uh, like the one I'm covering, it's uh, murdering a child, blah blah blah. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, because everything that bleeds leads. That's the old Adam Adam. Yeah. Adam. Well, you would think uh, that this one would be being, you know, two. I mean, they're they're indigenous, you know, they're they're Native Alaskans that you'd have, and, and, and women that you would be covering it. But is it because they're prostitutes? I mean, is that why they're not? They'd much rather talk about, uh, what is it, Colorado? Uh, they found two kids in a suitcase. They would much rather cover that than the serial killer that has been killing for possibly decades. Yeah. I said saying he could have done something in South Africa and the heat was starting to get turned up and he bailed and came here. And he, you know, found him a wife who could be a sponsor for legal immigration. And then he was in Virginia for a while. And then he's out in Alaska. He was in Washington and to Alaska. It's just, there's no telling how many victims there are. No, there isn't.
1: Scary, really scary. And the journalists are just not even paying any attention to this. In fact, sometimes the court feed will go out and it'll be out for 20 minutes before somebody figures it out and puts it back up online. Like no one who, like the person working the camera isn't even paying attention to the case. It is, it's kind of outrageous. It really is. It's outrageous the way the, the media is treating this story as if these women do not matter. So when you hear the media tell you that missing and murdered indigenous women don't get media coverage, turn the finger of blame and point it directly at them. It is their fault. We have YouTubers out here who are desperately trying to cover this story, desperately looking for it, trying to cover this trial. And the trial cameras are not being operated properly, so we can't actually bring you the entire trial. It's it's a it's a total sham. What they are doing.
0: Well, but the problem is, uh, it seems like uh, back in the day, the, the journalism was trying to break the story. Today, mm-hmm. it's try to make the story because they Absolutely. choose and say, okay, this have the the exact makeup we know will get us. 20% of more clicks. We'll go with that. Oh, sorry, the perpetrator wasn't who we thought we were. Just uh, forget that we mm-hmm. threw exactly. two days of breaking.
1: That's right. Broken Baker has a very good point here, that the media decides what stories to cover and which ones not to. And most of the time, they make those decisions based on how much money they think they can make on a story. And if they can make more money covering, uh, you know, some salacious celebrity thing that's what they're going to do and two bad prostitutes missing and murdered indigenous prostitutes we're just not going to carry your story
0: there there should be and that's kind of what we we as youtube are doing we we are we are serving an audience who who likes to hear our ideas because all three of us have different political opinions and uh, and
1: That's right. That's why LawTube and the people who cover these things and true crime on YouTube, just independent creators are so important because the media is not telling us the stories we want to hear. They're telling us the stories they can just make the most money on. It's 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 really not okay. And that's why I have this. That's why this podcast exists, to let those of you out there know who are the people you should be following on YouTube to get really good stories, interesting stories, stories that matter. And that would include all three of these panelists, MG Law, Shizzy Wiznut, and Broken Baker. I will link all of their channels in the show notes. All right. On the last story of the day, the Trump trial in New York, the summary judgment has been issued, and uh, the judge in that case has decided that Trump's guilty, and he owns eleven billion dollars to to the state of New York.
5: billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and
1: billions. And billions and- even though there were no there were no victims in the case, nobody came forward to say that that Trump fraud, you know, defrauded them out of anything. This was just Letitia James another corrupt da who campaigned on going after trump and then got elected and did go after trump for whatever they could come up with i mean honest to god the reason i haven't paid so much attention to this is because i can't i don't have the 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 i don't have the bandwidth to keep up with all these details but you know who does viva fry viva fry has been doing a great job Uh, keeping everybody updated on these trials. So let's listen to what Viva had to say about this judgment.
5: Judge Engeron used that little tool called summary judgment uh, to find Trump liable before the show trial that we witnessed, which was no trial at all, and then issued this order. And that's it. I mean, there's nothing more to make sense of this order. There are certain portions of it that are drafted like an unhinged lunatic. At one point, Judge Engeron says, it's stunning how there's no remorse, no contrition or remorse for what they've done. Of course there isn't, Big Brother, because they did nothing wrong. They did nothing wrong. No one complained. There was no victim of any alleged fraud. There was no fraud. You want them to show contrition and remorse for nothing? Make them say, I love Big Brother, Judge Angeron. That's what you're trying to do. At another point in the judgment, I highlighted this. Angeron says uh, they had no right to a jury trial.
1: Unbelievable. They had no right to a jury trial. And uh, yeah, okay, I, I think that the Constitution would argue otherwise, but uh, what do I know? I'm not a lawyer. I'm just a lowly journalist. But then I wasn't paying that close of attention to this case, and I, I was listening to Viva's uh, video of his uh, overview of this, and this part of it just absolutely killed me. This judge is a pervert. He, he's a pervert, and you don't believe me? Let's listen to Viva talk about this.
5: Justice Arthur Engoron. for those of you who don't know who he is, I call him Nipple Judge Engoron. He's the guy that had a private, not a private, but a um, high school alumni internet webpage that he was managing in which he was posting links to all of his various court orders, punishing Eric Trump, punishing the Trumps, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, at one point guess he decided to show off how much weight he had lost as an elderly gentleman who's fit and posted his upper torso uh, with the hashtag bonus torso pick. Gross, 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 period. The judge is corrupt to the core, judicially corrupt. So Leticia James got exactly the right judge that she needed.
1: Yeah. Um, when I saw that picture and you have to go to the video linked in the show notes to see the picture of the shirtless judge. All I could think of was Anthony Weiner. All I could think of was Anthony Weiner. I mean, so disgusting, so inappropriate for a judge to be posting topless photos of himself. That guy is an attention hound. I think we saw that in the very beginning of how he behaved, smiling at the cameras, etc. He's an attention hound pervert, period. These are the kind of people we have in, in our courts. Yeah. This is these are the kind of people we have in our courts. Well, Viva Fry also in that video had a message for New Yorkers. I don't know if I can take him up on this right now, but believe me, we're trying. We're trying to get the hell out of here. What's
5: happening already? Exodus. This is like escape New York people. Take your wives. Take your kids. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Get out of New York. Take your money, take your business, take your pets, take your cars, get the hell out of that corrupt state.
1: And the reason why he's saying that is because, you know, if they can do that to Donald Trump, if they can trump up this alleged fraud where no bank complained, no, they have no witness, no actual witness saying he did this to me and defrauded me out of money. This is just the state trumping up this ridiculous charge of fraud against him they can do it to anybody and believe me they will they will do it to anybody they will do it to you too uh, if they determine that they don't politically like you if you're not politically uh you know convenient for them they can do it they can put you we've seen them put January 6 uh people in jail who just walked into the capitol for trespassing they've been sitting in jail for three years without a trial uh we're talking about people who were not involved in violence so this is a this is a thing that our political landscape has done. We, we are becoming we are quickly becoming a banana republic where political enemies are put in jail or uh, given billions of uh, in judgments you know against against the state, supposedly the state you have to pay the state because the state doesn't like you and wants to shut you up and wants you gone. Uh, that's what this is about. Any of you paying attention to these trials should notice that that's what this is about. They've wanted to get rid of Trump for a long time, and uh, this is it. Uh, This is how they're going to do it, I guess. I still don't think they're going to be successful. If you take a shot at the king, you better not miss. That's all I have to say about that. Thanks for being here today, folks. That's all for me. I'll see you again tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or your favorite place to enjoy the show. Want to hear more from Megan? Sign up at meganfox.locals.com.